Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Hunt Lift Eat Podcast. I'm your host, Luke, rolling with my co-host and consigulary. Carter, what's going on, brother? I don't know what consigulary means, but it makes me feel fancy when you say that. Isn't the Godfather, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. It's a good reference, man. I try. I try. You know, I'm coming into this thing 15 minutes late, all disheveled and speeding down the Louisiana highway trying to get here because I was like, shit, I'm in the middle of my workout. And we got old Rick, Rick Hall sitting here waiting on me. Rick, what's going on, man? What's up, guys? It's all good, (laughs) man. Hey, I will wait on royalty. No problem. (laughs) Said nobody ever describing me. Oh, man. Don't don't give him an inflated ego, Rick. That's the last thing I I need. That's what I was here for. (laughs) (laughs) That's why you're here. That's why you're on the pod. No, so we actually met Rick a couple weeks ago when we were down in Rome, Georgia for the mountain archery fest shoot. And he came by the booth, kind of asked us what we were about, looked at the merch and that was just how it started. And then, you know, ended up palling around with us the entire weekend and, uh, became all of us kind of became fast buddies and we just wanted to get Rick on here and talk about everything he's got going on. You're a man of many hats. You're got the Southern game and tackle podcast project, savior outdoors. Why don't you just kind of give us a little bit of background about you and, your journey into the outdoor space and then, you know, kind of what you got going on on your side of the house. Yeah, man, I I need more heads for all the hats I'm trying to wear, dude. So um, I told somebody the other day, my candle is burning at all ends, but it's burning for good reason. So I'm not going to complain too much. Um, Now, man, you, you hit pretty much my, my kind of biggest things outside of being a a family man and um, having a wife of, Shoot, I think we're about to be married for 16 years. I've, my daughter's 12, coaching her in softball. And those obviously are, for me, my two biggest things. Um, uh, but kind of stepping out of that, uh, you got – I have been hosting the Southern Game and Tackle podcast for like three years. Uh, this summer will be three years. We started it in co- during the COVID shutdown. Uh, and it kind of came from really just my love for, for hunting, fishing, everything outside, man. I grew up in rural Alabama. And, uh, and way before the technology boom, and uh, we didn't have enough to enough money to have what technology was around anyway. So for me to have fun, it was all about being outside, fortunate enough to grow up on, you know, 30 or 40 acres to have to roam around. And um, my dad introduced me to hunting and fishing super early, and it didn't take long for that to kind of become my thing. So um, it, it's always something that, that's been a huge part of, of, of my life. And you know, literally just sitting around the driveway with a good friend of mine, my neighbor, uh, co-host of the, the podcast, Dexter Carter, um, hanging in the driveway one night during the pandemic shutdown, drinking beer, talking, hunting. And, uh, you know, we got the bright idea. Why don't we just uh, why don't we just get some mics and, and start recording this thing? Right. Um, and so that's what we did and uh, didn't know where it would go, um, you know, and it's not going to shatter any Spotify uh, you know, top listen to or top downloaded records, you know, uh, it's not going to be on any of those big lists, but it has been a really good foundation for, for really everything that I've got going on now. I mean, um, we don't consider ourselves experts in the outdoors by any means, but, um, just to kind of be able to sit and talk and have those kind of campfire chats about the things we like, that's been, been really cool. We found a lot of people like that. And, um, you guys know as well as I do how big, the relationships right and building friendships and all that is and and when you when you add the outdoors to it it just seems to me like that amplifies it when you get um people that are like-minded that are kind of grounded in that stuff um just a lot of good things can happen and that's what we've seen happen through southern game of tackle man it's um it's been a lot of fun i i would be talking hunting and fishing anyway so like i said why not do it in front of a mic and the relationships, the friendships that have come from it, and really kind of the accountability, right? It it, it makes me um, probably do some things in the outdoors that I, I might not find a way to do before because, you know, you, you got to have content, right? You got to have something to talk about. But um, even without that, I'd, I'd, I'd find something to talk about. But it does make me kind of challenge me to do different things in the outdoors. I, I'd, I'd like to say it made has made me a better outdoorsman, a better hunter, just, um, just kind of having that account, like I said, accountability factor with it. Um, but that has kind of led to, you know, again, just the relationship thing. Um, 
really kind of grew my friendships and 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 grew the um I, I guess my my tribe if you will um here in jacksonville uh just got a, a bunch of like-minded people together um it's amazing how people you know really don't know you until you open up and start talking that stuff and then you find out all about them and people want to get involved and one of the one of the guys that i had known before uh the podcast but really because of the podcast got to start hanging out more um mike dragic and, and you alluded to project savior outdoors which is a new nonprofit that mike founded he's a, a former marine um big outdoorsman and um loves him some jesus he's an mma fighter and he won the title in his organization a few months back and when they interviewed him in the center of the ring he said i love kicking ass and i love jesus uh so that's the kind of guy he is um but you know he, he he's uh got a big heart and um with all the ptsd problems and 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 the mental health that we we hear about today and and he saw that personally with a lot of his unit members um losing like 15 of them to suicide um, since he's been out of the service, um, he decided that he wanted to do something about it. Right. And what better way, um, to kind of connect and, and, uh, pour back into those that sacrifice so much for us than through the outdoors and through pointing them to, um, where we believe that that, that true freedom crumb comes from, which is, you know, a relationship with Jesus. See the one Luke in the video you sent me pulling out a gator out of the damn lake on his shoulders. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, like a, li- a living alligator. He jumps in the water and pulls it out alive. <laughs> that's it. I want to have yeah, a beer with that is. guy. He is Florida <laughs> and it's man. it's not a small alligator. A, <laughs> no, that's it, it's like a six and a half, seven footer. He is Florida man to a T, dude. He, uh, he, he wears that badge proudly as well. He, um, one of the cool things about him is, is his love for alligators, man. I mean, um, alligator hunting got in his blood several years ago and, um, he, he has taken that now to kind of like a part-time gig where he is um, the, the, the nuisance trapper for the county that we live in here. Um, so anytime that there is a, you know, a, a gator in a neighborhood pond or um, that's, you know, getting too close to people's docks on the river or uh, whatever in somebody's pool, right? Whatever the case is, he's, he's the man they call to come get it. And, uh, like you saw in that video, man, no better guy to do it. He is not scared to, to get right in there on him. Yeah, I, I sent him, uh, we, me and him were chatting last night. He reached out and, and we were talking and I just told him, I was like, man, I feel like an absolute pussy for shooting mine. I need to get in there and wrestle one now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, come on, man. That's the cool thing. We got a bunch of tags. He's getting on me. I'm actually an agent under him. Um, and so get to get to go help fill some of those tags when he's not available and he's on me because we got a bunch of them out there uh, again with all the hats i got going on all the hats wearing i haven't made enough time to put the gator hunting hat on here recently so i gotta i gotta step my game up but we got plenty of tags to fill so y'all come load up and come help us rick talking about one of those hats that you wear and backing up a little bit to uh yeah. southern game and tackle podcast um I'm always curious just from my side of the house, selfishly talking to other folks who, who run podcasts too, man, what has been like, what do you think has been like the most surprising part of starting and running, right? And, and sticking with the continuity, uh, running your, your podcast. And then what, what has been the most challenging part of it as well? Yeah. So I'll answer the challenging part feet, uh, first, because you, you kind of hit on the piece that I was going to say is really the continuity, man, just being able with everything going on, um, you know, just normal life and, and being able to kind of stay on schedule with it. And, um, I, I, people get tired of hearing just me talk. Right. So I want to line up as many guests as I can and getting all those guests lined up. So that for me has been the most difficult part, just scheduling it in, you know, one, our kind of, uh, our catchphrase, our motto for the podcast is hunting, fishing, life. Um, and it probably should be reversed. Life should probably be the very first one of those things because, um, you know, the podcast is great and it, it, it's done uh, a, a lot for me. Uh, but at the end of the day, there's still a whole lot of priorities in life that come up that sometimes, you know, pre- supersede uh, the podcast. So for me, the biggest challenge is just being able to keep it as a priority. Um, and that kind of goes kind of, 
just segues into the the biggest surprise of it, but really the buy-in from people. Um, and one of the reasons that I want to make sure it's a priority is because it doesn't take long if, if I if I'm off schedule a day, right? Or if I happen to just you know not be able to get one recorded for a week, people let me know about it, right? You you forget that people are listening, that people look forward to it, or when somebody shoots you a text or a message says, "Man, that was a great episode." Um, can't wait to hear the next love what you're doing. I think for me, that's been the best really. I mean, you, you guys know as men, we, we want somebody to pat us on the back, right? We want to know that whatever it is we're doing, we're, we're doing a good job or somebody appreciates it. Um, and, and when you put yourself out there, right, you, you, that's what you're doing with a podcast. You're, whether you claim to be an expert or not, people kind of look at you that way, right? Cause you're the one that just had enough balls to, to, to put your name on it and step out there and do it. Um, and so to get, you know, a little validation, right, confirmation that it's not just for me, um, that people actually do enjoy it. That's been uh, probably the most rewarding piece of it, too, you know, to be honest. Yeah, I feel a lot of that, man. That's a lot of reciprocation going on over here. It's yeah, you're, we're talking the same language. Yeah, it's a dedication too, man. Once you decide, I mean, people think that, you know, you just grab a mic and, and, and start recording, right? Um, but it is a dedication, man. And, and, uh, I, I, I'm, it's, it's kind of weird. I'm, I'm somewhat of a hypocrite because I don't listen to a ton of podcasts. I'll get on kicks, right. Where I'll listen to somebody else's podcast for a little bit. Um, and, and I tried to, when I was kind of getting started, I tried to really listen. I, I was listening to more podcasts, but then I found myself comparing my podcast to theirs, um, instead of really getting out of the podcast, what I wanted from it. So, um, now, you, you know, it, it, it is good to go in and take things from like your, the way you guys do the podcast, you know, from, um, some of the, the bigger names out there, how Joe Rogan will do a podcast and just kind of figure out how, what's the best format for you, but it's a dedication. There's no doubt about it. So for you kind of keeping up with everything here and having to corral, um, all of these guys, I, my hat's off to you, Carter, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. Since we launched our podcast, I listen to way less hunting podcasts. I go on a kick maybe where I'll listen to I might crush two or three of like a Farocast or one of these other ones that I listen to. But yeah, I don't I don't not, haven't really thought about why, but it's I don't know. I just don't one I when I was deployed, I didn't listen to even our podcast at all. You know, it's just weird how that kind of yeah. works out. You know, I'll listen to business or Rogan sometimes, depending on the guest and that sort of thing. But I used to crush podcasts nonstop. And now it's definitely uh, maybe it's because it's that type of thing where it's when you have to do it for almost for work, it, you know, it comes the job versus when you're just doing it for right. fun. I'm not sure. But yeah. And that's the thing. You don't want to lose the fun. You don't want to lose the the point of, of why you did it. So, um, you know, anytime you got to back away or or take a break from listening to somebody else talk. Right. It, it, that's part of it, because at the root of it, you know, we all are trying to help somebody through a podcast. That's that's really the goal. Um, it, it, it can be therapeutic. I, I tell you what, like it is pretty therapeutic for me. I, I was having not the best day the other day and um, spent 30, 45 minutes talking about hunting and fishing on a podcast. I came out, felt like a new man. So um, keeping it all in perspective is, is a big deal. And for me, a lot of times that's just backing away from from podcasts altogether. Rolling back, man. So let's just talk a little bit about the weekend where we met and, you know, you had expressed you obviously got to see, you know, up close with, with a lot of the guys, at least kind of the team and what we've got going on with, with that program. And, and you were immediately kind of interested in, in what kind of drew you to what, what you saw at math and, you know, where did your interest stem from? Yeah. So, you know, I had, I've, I've followed you guys, you know, from afar for a while, right. I, I was not, um, you know, the hunt, lift, eat brand was something I was familiar with. And I remember telling my wife as we were getting ready to go up there, like, I can't wait to, to meet, you know, the hunt, lift, eat crew. Cause I, th those three things are three of the most important things to me, hunting, lifting, and eating. I love those three things. Uh, it was like, I, I you know, I, I'm ready to go meet those guys, but you know, honestly speaking, you see a lot of apparel brands out there, right? And, and everybody wants to come up with a design and a t-shirt and, um, try to sell it. Um, so I don't know that I was necessarily as intrigued 
right off by the apparel because, you know, the, the, like I said, there's just a lot of that out there. But once I got there um, and and y'all had a, hu- a, a really good crew there, um, man, just a, the brotherhood, right? Just the way y'all interacted with each other. It was it was different. Um, and then, you know, I got to talking to you. Luke, about the, the way you kind of do things and with the community that you've got built there. And that was different for me. Most, most people are, um, you know, most brands are really not about a community except for um, I want you to buy as much as you will for me and sell as much as you can for me. Um, whereas you're actually investing in your guys, man, pouring back into them, making sure um, that they don't just have sweet swag to wear, but that they're, um, you know, living a sweet life too, um, in a lot of different ways. And I, one of the, the coolest takeaways from, um, from you guys was, uh, real, when I was shooting with the big group with, uh, uh, with Chad, with, with Roger, with, uh, uh, oh man, I'm, I'm more Perry. Um, you know, we shot a, a couple of rounds on Saturday there and, just realizing that most of those guys had never met face to face outside of on a zoom call like we're doing now. Right. And, and you would think that they had been like best friends forever. And, and that was, that was super unique to me. And, and really, again, like there's very few places or, or things like the outdoors that can bring that together out. I, I didn't serve in the military, but I can imagine there's like that same level of respect between people that did serve and, 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 you know, you just got that. Uh, but outdoorsmen have it too. And, um, just to see again, man, how, um, how everybody was, was literally like brothers. Um, and, and it only took just a couple of minutes of hanging out with y'all guys for, for y'all to welcome me in the same way. Um, and, and so, you know, that, that goes a long way with me. And I, I knew immediately, um, this was a crew that, I want, you know, I, I'd love to be a part of, love to be um, associated with, man, um, because you guys stand for all the all the good things, all the right things um, and all the same things that I stand for. Yeah, it's funny to think that <laughs> I'd never met Chad until the day you met him, too, Rick. <laughs> wow. Or See, Roger, that, that, for that, that matter. That blows my mind, man. <laughs> That blows my mind. I mean, Chad, like he's the, I'm going to, he'll probably get mad at me for saying this, but he's like the cheerleader, right? Like he, you know, he's, he is. he's, everybody kind of rallies around him and he's always got, um, got something funny to say. And, uh, it was that way when we were th- that night, I, I guess, Friday night, the first night of the event, when we were all kind of, um, you know, there was the cornhole tournament and, um, the stories and kind of hanging out afterwards. Uh, he was one of the first ones that I really kind of, kind of caught out of the corner of my eye. Like this guy is a lot of, you know, this guy's going to be a lot of fun. I could tell. And then, like I said, just to find that um, he was meeting most of you guys face to face for the first time. And I'm like, man, he, like th- th- they, they just seem like they've been tight for a long time. That was, that was crazy. That like it just shows that you guys that that what you're doing at HLE, man, is is different than. Um, than just a brand. It, it is a community, man. It's a, it, it's a lifestyle that, um, that, that brings purpose to people. And, you know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't all have, uh, you know, had that, that immediate camaraderie, right. Had it not been for, for, for your vision, Luke, and what you're doing with, with HLE and that community. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Cause that definitely is, you know, what we're, what we're trying to build and it, I'm just humbled every day with the crew that we have and the folks that we attract. And it is a testament to the type of, you know, person that's in interested and passionate about the outdoors and fitness. And what I love is we've got all skill sets. Like Cole had never shot a bow before a day in his life. It's just about pushing each other. And that's what the community is all about. It's, you know, it's that old, uh, you know, it's in the Bible actually, you know, iron sharpens iron. Um, yeah. and, that's real and that's what this community is doing it's doing for me it's my accountability it's you know i can't i sit here and i think about you know i could just skip this workout we're doing a one of our training programs as a team right now we got i don't know 10 15 folks doing it together and it's like i could skip this workout but you know i'm gonna be letting the team down the group down like i got to do better than that and that's what we're seeing and as it grows and continues to get bigger and 
and yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm super passionate about it. I think Carter's just as passionate, if not more, more so than I am. He actually just took over the the full team leader position as the overall team lead and is going to be kind of running all that. So it's, it's awesome. I mean, I, I love the, the guys we've got and the common thing that everybody says is I can't believe like you guys just met. We got it when we were at Denver at the International Sportsman's Expo at MAF. I'm sure the same thing at Purgatory uh, come here coming up in June and these other events we got going on. So it's, it's cool. Yeah, that's it's unique, man. And um, yeah, you know, a lot of those guys, I, I mean, I've been I, I've had several text chains with with multiple of the guys, you know, from that that trip. Right. And, um, you know, might even be be planning a, a backcountry elk hunt with uh, with some of them here the in the fall. So and, and that literally came from just a few hours of hanging out, and realizing that we were we were all cut from the same cloth, you know, and it, um super cool to be a part of well and to your credit rick it's not like the hot lift eat team is doing all the work here but you know you were invited to math for you know a a reason as well right you were there to these math events he's trying to turn the evenings into have a sense of purpose right and so yeah. at the end of the day uh, everybody kind of got together around uh, a fire right like old school like 10,000 years ago things that we've been doing forever and right. uh and everybody told stories right and you were there to kind of kick it off and you were like the first storyteller right the the, yeah. the speaker of of the evening which was sweet man and uh i wasn't i wasn't I, I didn't know what you were there i thought you were just like another guy who was there at the event and then you got up there to speak and i was like oh shit this guy's like the real deal and uh i was already intimidated from your biceps rick and then you got up there and then just like crushed it and uh but when you were speaking man i was like oh this guy gets it right because like we've all been on teams and you know i was in a fraternity and you know lots of guys in the military on our team and like everybody's been a part of communities and teams and things like that and and you said a lot of things that luke and i kind of looked back on the next day we were talking you know just about what you said and kind of your mission and the lessons you've learned right you talked about you know true brotherhoods and relationships you talked about you know not trying to open doors for yourself anymore and help other billing thing in your life you know here recently after you stopped trying to do that and i like appreciated that honesty and, and humility and you know that's i think that's what makes our team so strong is, is people like that right it's like this is a community where you can come in here and never hunted before or never been fishing or like or a novice in the gym and if you come in with an open mind like the people who you want to teach you are here right or vice versa right if you're an expert you know there are folks yeah. here who are willing to listen to what you have to say and i think you did that very well yeah and and i appreciate you saying that man because i've I've come a long way in my journey. I mean, I said it that night and uh, kind of backing up to, to the reason I was there. Um, that was a door that was open because of the relationships that were built through Southern Game and Tackle that blossomed because of um, the Project Savior uh, mission, right? And and through a good um, a good friend that, that uh, Brandon and I share, we, we, Brandon and I had, had never met face-to-face prior to that, uh, that trip either. And, and so through this kind of mutual friend we got connected and um after a couple of conversations with brandon on the phone he asked me if i would come speak and um you know for a long time like i said that night i mean my dream has forever to 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 be and to work in the outdoors right to to, i love it that much that um it's all i want to do i mean i still to this day I, i i i spend way too much time every day thinking about how can i make that a reality um and and you know, like I said that night, I had a, a good friend of mine asked me one time, like, what's the end goal for the podcast? What do you want out of this? And um, I realized that every answer I had was based around me. Um, it was just, you know, I want this and I want to do this and I want to go here. Um, and and I've never been what I would consider a super selfish person. Um, there's probably some people that will hear that and laugh. Um, but I've always tried to, to serve others and try to, you know, do what I can to help anybody. But and so when I heard myself kind of say that or think that in my mind that, man, all this is about you, 
um, that kind of that, that hurt a little bit, right? And I'm like, you're do you're going about this the wrong way, and it just so happened that it was kind of around the same time that Project Savior was was kind of getting kicked off and um, really got the opportunity to to use what I'm passionate about to 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 really help somebody, right? Not just for them to hear me on a podcast and pick up a tactic or whatever the case may be, but like to really help this guy in his life uh, and where he was. And, and just because of my love for the outdoors, I was blessed enough to bless this guy. Um, and, and that just, that, that was a big mind switch for me. And, and like you said, um, doors have just started to open um, getting me closer and closer to what my ultimate dream is. Right. But now that, um, now that I am using or, or, or making it a point to use my passions specifically to help others, um, kind of my mind shift on how, what that looks like of me being, a, a, working in the outdoors for a living is a, a little bit different. It's no longer about what trip can I go on? How many animals can I put on the wall? It's who can I take along with me? Who can we help as I'm going down, going through this? Because at the end of the day, you have a great career, whether it's in the outdoors, whether it's in the stock markets, right? Whatever it is, if you're doing it just for you, you're going to be left a, a lonely dude at the very end of that road. Um, but if you've carried, a, a, if you've had a bunch of people side by side with you, with the, the same purpose of helping each other, building each other up, doing the best for other people that you can along the way, wherever that professional road ends you, wherever life kind of leaves you at the end, you're going to be far more fulfilled and have way more treasures stored up for you um, than you would have had just, just making that path uh, for yourself by yourself along the way. So it's been um, really a life changing just uh, perspective for me. Um, I mean, it's made, made everything better. My wife even tells me just how, um, um, you, you know, just how on point I've been right. And, and, and really focused on, uh, everything around me instead of just myself sometimes. So, um, that would be for me just like that night speaking, that's the biggest thing for anybody listening to this, right? Whatever your passion is. Um, by all means, do it and have goals and set goals. You, you've got to have some things for yourself that you want to accomplish. But just make sure that at the end of the day, um, you've got other people's interests in mind, too. And anywhere where you can use what you've been blessed with or what you've been or what you're passionate about and you can leverage that to help somebody else, you're going to find out that your love for whatever it is you're doing is uh, is just exponentially uh, multiplied because of, of how you'll see it impact somebody else. So, um, I appreciate you saying that Carter, that, that it's, like I said, it's been a, a, a great life changing perspective for me over the past several months. Yeah. I mean, that was extremely well said. Um, I, completely agree. The more I focus on trying to provide value for others and serve others and serve the team, the better we do. You know, if I yep. try to sit here and like make this all about myself and like try to nickel and dime every little thing, even like on the customer service side, like I just, I try to just always default to, Hey, like what, what's the, the best thing that I can do so I can, we just had a team, a former team member who was extremely upset with, you know, some sort of perceived slight or, I think it's just a big miscommunication, honestly, probably some failures on my part and uh, across the board. But, he, you know, I just was like, fuck it, man, like nine months of his dues right back to him because that's what he was so pissed off about. And I was like, if, that, if that's the difference between you just like hating everything that we're doing or just being able to go about your life, like it's not worth that money. It's not worth any of this. And I would never not that like, I mean, I, I don't have any intention of ever having a relationship with that guy again, but like. I would rather him just go about his life in a positive way with no ill will held towards anything that we're doing. And, and I don't want to sit here and think like, maybe I should have handled that differently. And if, and I think right. that's extremely important and it gets lost a lot. And, you know, when we, we talk about values and these things, and obviously I, th I think there's a, we lack some of that. I think it's overblown how much we lack it in America. Um, to be yeah. honest, because most of the time the people that I meet are pretty damn awesome. But I do sure. think there's a lack of an emphasis from society on that stuff. 
and there seems to be a perception at least especially through social media and some of the like motivational stuff some of it's like some dog eat dog and i don't think it has to be that way there's not zero sum game out there for success or wealth you know like if if i'm eating good then hopefully like we should all be eating good and like there's there's room at this table for all of us to eat and i think that that's important and how we conduct ourselves and the, the hunting industry can be pretty dog eat and there's some pretty not great players you know within it and i think it's any industry but it's it's something to be you know cognizant of and the more i focus on doing the right thing i, I don't know if it's like uh it's probably you know within my head as well that you, you get that confidence you build you feel good you have that idea that like okay i'm, I'm on the right path but then i also think that there's you know karma or god or, or whatever that where it just it, it builds in the right direction and then it, it goes yeah. And, and, you know, there's always going to be haters. There's always going to be, regardless of where your heart is, somebody else, you, you can't account for somebody else's heart. Um, but the, the more you, you, you try to keep those values and, 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 you know, work toward, um, toward just, I, I like the way you said it, bringing everybody to the table because the table's plenty big enough for everybody to eat. Right. You're going to find that at least what I've seen is that, um, you just happen to meet the right people, right? You happen to, when you're walking in, in down the right path, you're going to meet other people that are walking down that same path. And there's going to be some that are trying to go the opposite way or go their own way. And, and you, you do have to kind of weed those out from time to time. Um, but to your point, right there, there's a lot of good still around. Um, and if you're walking that path, you're going to find yourself walking it with like-minded people. And uh, life is a lot better when you're, um, when you're walking with people that, that, uh, believe the same way that, that have the same values versus walking it alone or walking with people that, uh, you don't share the same values with, but you're doing it just to, just to kind of portray an image. Right. So, uh, yeah, just keep, keep doing what you're doing, bro. That's, that's a fact that you're, you're going to run into haters. Um, and, and, and you can't make everybody happy, but in the grand scheme of things, uh, you're, you're creating a movement. Um, that's going to better a lot of people and you can't win it, uh, can't win them all. Um, but you can sure win the vast majority of them. So rock on dude. I appreciate that, man. And I think that's a kind of a good segue into kind of the second half of this, this conversation, which is, I mean, honestly, it's kind of a, just a formality at this point. We've, we've spent plenty of time together and, and I think it's Carter and I have our, our decision pre-made, but well, we figured this would be a really cool opportunity because, you know, we met at, at math and you expressed interest in joining the team, even to the point we were having some drinks later that uh, one of the evenings, I don't know, it all kind of blurs together, but you were like, Hey, let's just do this. Let's just get this going. I don't want to wait for the, the full process. And I was like, we'll do it. And we're trying to sync our schedules up. So we're going to do a team interview, like what we would do when folks apply. Uh, it'll be a little bit different, probably a little longer. They're about 15 minutes each is what we try to keep them at. But uh, we're going to do that with you uh, on on the podcast here so folks can get some insight into kind of what this process looks like. And some folks kind of get real nervous when they're doing their interviews and they need to know it's it's not that big of a deal. We're just hanging out and trying to get to know you. So um, well, Carter, I'm why don't glad you go ahead and kind of doing it instead of Chad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Should Ch I call Chad's him? Chad's going to be on one of the interview quick. teams. <laughs> No, nah, man, we'll, we'll let him know afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> if Chad's on one of the teams, those interviews are going to be a half hour long each minimum. <laughs> minimum. When, when actually when Carter moved up to take the overall team lead, Chad took the, is now the, uh, South, the Southeast regional team leader. So, uh, he'll be in, in charge of the whole Southeast kind of coordinate and synchronizing everybody's efforts over there. So it's going to be cool. I'll start calling him boss soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'd love that. Carter, cool, why don't man, you go Joe. ahead and open us up? Yeah, I can do that. Rick, uh, whenever we do these, man, my first question that I always want to know from people is kind of what <clears throat> what drew them to the application, right? Um, and you, you've hit on this a little bit, but you know, for the sake of for the sake of running in a, a formal interview here, man, what 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 is you know your your short answer on what's drawing you to uh, applying for the team here? Yeah, so really, just. Um after finding out what the community was about um, and, and kind of how you guys did things and then getting really, you know, for me, it was, I was fortunate to get to spend time with you guys right up front, right. Without just having to send an application in blind. Um, but, you know, it didn't take long, like I said earlier to, to realize that it was a group of guys that, um, 
you know, wanted to form a brotherhood with that already had a good one. And if I could be a part of that, I absolutely wanted to be. Yeah. I mean, it's a powerful word, man. And tribe and brotherhood and community. And, you know, Luke, I, I stole this line from Luke about a year and a half ago before he left for his most recent deployment. But, you know, he, he says we used to sell t-shirts, right? That used, we used to be an apparel company. And now, now what we give a crap about is the community, right? That's what we're, that's what we're trying to bring people into the fold yeah. now, right? Sell, selling t-shirts pays the bills sometimes. And, uh, it's not paying you know, very many bills. <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, the community is actually what's the most rewarding thing here. So yeah, I love that. For sure. So let's switch over to, you know, kind of some more specifics of you and the outdoors. Uh, you know, what's your favorite species to hunt? Uh, what's your, you know, experience level with that? And then, you know, what's some hunts you would like to see in the future? Yeah. So my favorite is, uh, the white tailed deer, man. That's being from the Southeast, man, just, just, I've had, I've been lucky enough to, to kill deer out of my bedroom window growing up. Right. So, I mean, I've always just had this infatuation with deer, um, probably a lot out of convenience cause it's what we've got, but, um, I can't imagine in, unless I move somewhere where that's not the, you know, the majority species, um, I can't imagine it ever changing. I've, I've dabbled in turkey hunting and, and love to turkey hunt, but it's nothing close to deer. I've done duck hunting, um, I've, I've been fortunate enough to, to hunt some exotics in Texas. Um, but I always come back to the whitetail. Like it is, it is what I live for. I spend every day of the year. I'm thinking about how I can become a better whitetail hunter. I've been reading self-help books. I did the 75 hard recently and it, it turned me into a reader. Uh, and, and really the, it, it, you have to read nonfiction. So I, I got a bunch of books about deer hunting and how to become a better deer hunter. That was how I helped myself, uh, get through that with the reading and um, yeah I'm, I'm already trying to plan my trips for this coming year uh, if I could do anything I'm kind of torn um, between a couple of different hunts I don't know which one would be at the top of my list but they're all backcountry style I really I've never had the opportunity to hunt in the mountains and um, I've got a dream just to wake up in the mountains for a week straight right I, and have really I'm, I'm there for the experience and I'll just have a hunting tag in my pocket right as kind of a bonus but um, probably elk would be top of the list because it's going to be, some, it's actually something that, like I mentioned earlier, that I'm kind of working toward to make happen in the near future. Um, but I'd be, if somebody told me I could pick a hunt today, I would be really torn between a, a, a bow hunt for elk, uh, moose in Alaska or grizzly bear. Um, one of those three is really, really what I'd want to do. Um, and, and honestly, if, if I had to pick between the three, it would probably come down between the bear and the moose. Um, there's and, and probably more so because of the Alaska experience than anything. Yeah. Alaska is incredible. I went on a black bear hunt up there and I would love to Just go rub after it grizz, in. especially with the bow. Yeah. Well, I didn't kill anything. So <laughs> <laughs> I got food poisoning. I was like glassing at 2 a.m. Cause it's like daylight and I'm yakking right. my brains off over the mountain. It was oh, no, no, no good. <laughs> but no, that's awesome, man. And those are, those are some great choices. We can, that we can definitely take care of the elk hunt. We can get that done this year if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about it. Don't worry about that. I'm already, I've been talking with, uh, with Garrett and others about it since we left math. So, um, that that's very possibly going to happen. Hell yeah. I felt the same way about a whitetail until I started hunting mule deer, Rick, and now I'm head over heels obsessed. Yeah, and that's way up my list too. I mean, you know, I, I, there's not much in there's not much that I wouldn't hunt, um, to be honest. Uh, and, and put antlers on it, I'm I'm even more in. So yeah, <laughs> yeah I hear you. You got another one, Carter? Yeah, man. Uh, switching back towards kind of the the team view, um, Rick. What what do you? Where do you see yourself kind of fitting in into now that you have a kind of a scope of what we have going on here? Um, what what facet or aspect of the team do you see yourself fitting in? Because you know what we're looking for is folks who want to, who are motivated to get in and like get after it, right? Um, yeah. Looking for like problem solvers and, and self starters and people who want to help push everything forward 
um, together, right? So we're all pulling in the same direction. So where did, what, what interests you from our side of the house um, where you could see putting some of your energy? Yeah, man. Um, for me, it's going to be a, a lot of the, the stuff that I'm involved in now, man. I mean, you guys have got a huge veteran, um, you know, kind of uh, piece, right, to the, to the community. And obviously with the stuff that I'm working on with Project Savior, um, you know, for me, it's just being a light, being being able to show that there's an outlet there, too. Um, and, and look, I'm not a, you know, I love Jesus, man. And I, I love everything that he's done for me. I'm, I'm not a preacher though. I'm not a, a Bible beater. I'm not going to thump you over the head with the Bible, but I do believe there's a lot of wisdom. And again, a lot of freedom that can come from, um, just knowing who Jesus is and, um, you know, believing that he died to, to, to save us from our own self and our own sins. And, um, you know, I think as you're growing a community and when you're part of a community, if you can just bring that to light, because say what you want to as a, if you're a believer or not a believer. I think the one thing we could all agree on is that if you're living a life with biblical values, it's going to be a better life. Right. Um, you know, so for me um, in any community, but but definitely this one, that that's that's really where my goals are at this point. And I hope that. Um, you guys will welcome kind of kind of that aspect in as I as I kind of get get started here. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's a great answer, and uh, you know, like you mentioned, there's a lot of a lot of veterans in this community already. And um, the other cool thing is, again, I'll steal one of Luke's lines, and you know, high tides raise all ships, and he wants Hunt Lifty. We want Hunt Lifty to be you know, a a springboard for other people. This isn't like the end all be all cut your ties with everybody else, right? Everything else is dead to you. You're, this isn't, this isn't, you know, hell's angels, you know, uh, if, if we can help benefit other things that, that you're involved in, uh, things that you're passionate about, right. We want to be able, we want to be a part of that, right. We want to help you do that. Right. So project savior is a perfect example of that. Yeah, you guys already have. I mean, um, I hope I'm not like spoiling any any news here, but with your the hero challenge that you guys have got going, and um, you know, you you decided to to leverage that to help Project Savior. Man, I can't tell you how much that means. I mean, you haven't even really got a chance to meet the rest of the team yet um, from PSO, but um, we already can tell right the synergy between the two, and um, you know, I hope to that not just me, but the rest of the group, you know, some point becomes part of this official tribe. Right. And, uh, and we're all kind of, like you said, pulling the rope in the right, in the same direction and for the right reasons. Um, I'll be honest, you know, you, you can go to talking about some of that stuff. And, and, uh, even that night, right before, um, I spoke at math, you know, the devil can kind of come in and tell you, man, you might not want to talk about that tonight, right? This might not be the place or these might, it's, you just never know how somebody's going to take that. Um, and we keep picking on Chad, but when I finished talking, like Chad walked across the, the crowd and gave me a hug, right? For just three hours into meeting me. Um, and, and it just kind of solidified that, um, you know, that's, that's my place. That's what I'm supposed to do. That's what I've been, been called to do. I'm blessed to do. So, um, you know, again, thank you guys for the support for PSO and, we're going to reciprocate that with, uh, you know, with, with just supporting everybody in, in HLE and the whole, the whole family. Well, we appreciate that. And yeah, I mean, the, the fit just seemed great. And like, you know, we, we've talked about this. I'm not religious. Um, I was raised in the church and, you know, so it's not, but the, the message and everything that's going on with PSO, um, and the set of values, all that resonates huge for me. And, you know, I'm not against religion. That's just, you know, I don't, we don't need to go down a rabbit hole with all that, but it's just, you know, it's just not my, my thing, at least in this juncture. And like, but I, I, I can recognize, like we were talking about, you know, having an azimuth, right. And, and that set of, yeah. you were talking about biblical values earlier and like that azimuth is so huge. Right. And then having a level of like understanding and peace and with, with what's going on around you, I think that's extremely important. And humans have had some form of spirituality since we became human, since we had conscious. And I think that's extremely important for folks health, um, wh- whatever that it may be. And I, I think at the end of the day, anything that helps you just become a better person and have a, a set of morals and values and a system that you can actually codify, because if you don't have 
you know, a hard and fast lines. It's that whole, you know, Aaron Tippin, if you don't stand for something, you're going to fall for anything. And then that's, that's, right. that's real. And I think that that's really yeah. important. And a lot of folks will, will benefit from, from that. And it, it can be, you know, there's a lot of paths to that, I think. Uh, but, but I definitely really like what you guys are doing at PSO. And, and one of the big things that resonated with me was the lack of, you know, not being that Bible thumping, not, you know, telling everybody this is the way and the only way and all this stuff. It's like, this is what I believe and this might help you out. And I, I want to bring you into this. And it was in, with an approach that was, is well thought out and, and isn't overly, uh, I don't know the word pushy, I guess, you know, you're not, not out there just hollering at people telling them they're all going to go to hell. So. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. That could, that could turn people off. And unfortunately there's a lot of people that, that do that to, to the Christian faith, right? That we, we've got this image of the guy standing at the street corner with the bullhorn telling you you're going to hell for drinking a beer or for cussing or whatever. And you know, it's just not the truth. So yeah, I, just being real, um, and and being able to share your faith man that's what it's all about knowing where your strength comes from and uh yeah i'm like i said i'm not a preacher but if i could just be a little light here and there that's 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 my goal no that's great man and uh, i'm stoked with the partnership with pso going forward but yeah me too man with, uh, awesome. got another question just you know on this kind of subject of, of service and, you know, where you're going to fit in with the team, you know, where, where can the team best serve you? You know, what, what are you hoping to get out? What's something that, you know, and it can be anything from just the, you know, in the community, you know, you've hit on, but just learning a skill or accountability or just having that brotherhood try, like whatever it is. Man, there's, Ooh, there's probably several things, right. And, you know, I, I don't know that I've really thought about that like in depth until you just kind of, just just hit on it right um the easy answer right is is just to be part of a community right to be part of that brotherhood with like-minded people but um you know one selfish kind of thing is is like i can't wait for garrett to take me in the mountains if i get to go right like that's an an opportunity a skill um it's something that he lives and he does and and it makes it really accessible for me um you know, I, I love I love working out, um, but I'm pretty self-motivated and sometimes self-motivation only goes so far. I don't have a training partner. Um, I don't have unless I've got set goals. Right. I'm, I'm running a half marathon tomorrow morning and I'll be sporting the HLE garb there, too. So you'll get some pictures of that. Um, Hell yeah. But yeah. But uh, but but I have to have goals set or I have to have somebody pushing me that accountability, man. And that's. Uh, I have found more and more uh, that I need to surround myself with people that have that same drive that can hold me accountable. Um, and that for me is probably the biggest piece, having that accountability that of, of people that, you know, I know could be looking to me for something. Um, and because of that, I don't want to let them down. Um, and then just being able to, to get really, man, I'm, I'm just any, any advice or guidance, in, in any part of aspect of my life, there's going to be somebody in that group that's either dealt with it, is dealing with it or knows something about it. And so having that kind of lifeline, if you will, that's, uh, that's really probably what I'm the most excited about. Yeah. I mean, and I don't know that we've done an actual update on a lot of the new stuff we've got going on with the team. So I can kind of, you know, give, give that here in a second, but I mean, what I'll do is just go ahead and wrap up, you know, the, the quote unquote interview portion of this, uh, Rick, and just kind of turn it over to you. And, and if you have any questions for us that, that we haven't answered, or if you have any insight into the community or what we've got going on or, or anything, or if you just have any closing kind of, you know, parting comments. No, uh, for, for me, um, you know, I, we, we had a chance to talk, like, like I said, I, I probably got, um, you know, a little bit of, uh, just inside scoop, just getting to hang, hang with you guys for the weekend. Um, I, I think one of the things I, I am excited about are some of the events that you guys do and, and host throughout the year. So if you could just kind of shed a little light on what that looks like, you know, maybe for the uh, maybe not the whole year. Right. But for, for the most uh, the ones that are here in the nearest future, man, I, I'm excited about some of those. I think there's one coming up in June. Is that right? Yeah, we actually have three in June. So we'll be oh, at, wow. uh, 
We'll be in Purgatory for another Mountain Archery Fest event in, in Durango, Colorado, uh, on the, the 9th through the 11th. And then the following weekend, we're going to this the following weekend is a team only event. It's uh, the first ever HLE team rendezvous. It's going to be at my family farm uh, back in southwestern Virginia. Uh, we're having I don't know, I think we got about tw- probably 25, 30 team members from across the country that so far have able to come in. Uh, we are actually going to open that up on this next round of team uh, for for. for excuse me for folks to, to grab tickets if they want to come but it's just a, a weekend of brother sisterhood tribe everybody's coming in we're going to be doing um this i got the whole schedule but like friday is going to be kind of people kind of trickling in we'll have some you can it's on the river so you can fish we'll have targets set up you know everybody hanging out we'll have some a few beers saturday morning we're going to wake up we're actually going to run through the mountain fitness challenge that you were able to do in rome actually you both did in Rome against each other. And then uh, we've got a, a day of seminars uh, where we're going to be like Derek's teaching a, a wilderness stop the bleed. I'm going to teach a glassing class and little challenges as part of that. And uh, we've got a bunch of several different. Uh, we've got Andy, one of our guys is going to teach a basic pistol marksmanship course and just like a bunch of different seminars, try to provide some, some value in the afternoon. We're going to do um, I'm going to do another another one to everybody, just kind of general field craft, just like tips and tricks that I've picked up over the years of hunting, fishing, camping, and just being an infantryman in the army, just, you know, little, little things like that. And then it's just hanging out, having some drinks, everybody having food and breaking bread together. And you know, that's what that weekend's all about. And then the following weekend, we'll be out at Western Hunt Fest, just having a booth and just kind of hanging out and meeting people in Bailey, Colorado. And, you know, that's one thing is after having these events in person and in the response that, you know, you got to see and that I see and I feel that was the thing that was really apparent to all of us. And uh, Carter and Garrett and I were all, you know, we've talked about it and it was just like, we need to do more of this. And so like next year, we're going to be at every mountain archery fest event. We're going to a ton of expos and we're going to, I'm trying, I really, my goal is to do two rendezvous a year, do like a East coast, West coast, and then like a winter, summer type thing and, and have those just opportunities for everybody to, to get together. And because the, the more opportunity we have and the more we kind of travel, travel around, the better it's going to be. And that was also the yeah. the reason why we've divided the the team. The team's still the team, right? There's still going to be like a, the national you know, page where everybody can communicate and stuff, but it's also now subdivided down in the regions with regional leadership. And so we can have more localized, focused, you know, regional specific stuff going on. So. Yeah, well, let me know how I can help. Is you know, you guys ever get into the southeast, or um, maybe next year, you start going to all of those events. I'd love to be a rep for you at any of them you need help for, or just uh, just somebody to hang out and shoot the shit with. Hell yeah, brother. Well, Carter. Yeah, we should probably tell him now. Uh-oh. You can tell him. You're in, dude. You're in. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had I, like you said you know it's kind of informality but but hearing it kind of going through making it official that's pretty cool but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I appreciate it I'm really excited um, my wife and I we've talked about that weekend a lot and and you guys are at the center of it um, and obviously with everything we've talked about with the two organizations kind of partnering man that's uh, making it official is, is is really cool and I'm looking forward to to being a part of it and not just being a part of it, but bringing, uh, bringing some value to you guys too, if I can. Hell yeah. We appreciate it. And, you know, speaking of your wife, you know, have her come out. We've got a, a, a group within the group, women in the wild, uh, which is our kind of our female specific subgroup of the team, which basically was just to give them their own space where the women can ask questions and learn from each other without having a bunch of meathead gorillas like us getting in the way. Yeah. Dominating the, the the space, and we've got sixteen, if I remember correctly, uh, pretty kick ass uh, ladies that are part of the team now, and we're just looking to grow that and grow that side of the house. And so, if uh, that's sure. something she'd be interested in, she's more than welcome. And we, a lot of our content is pretty dude heavy because we got you know mostly dudes. It's a very male dominated uh, industry and and endeavor, but we definitely want to be ambassadors and, and try to lower the barriers of entry to, you know, the, the fairer sex and be able to, to help bridge that gap and, and create a space where, you know, they're not just getting creeped on on forums or being told that they're Russian bots or something like, you know, all that kind of right. stuff that happens out there. And so that's what we're really working towards. And 
We also got a new platform that's coming out. Uh, we're actually about to launch it this week. So it's going to be a completely new, uh, or actually by the time this airs, it'll have already launched. It's a, we're getting off social media, not the brand, but the the team will be. Right now we run it through a Facebook group, which has been problematic for various reasons. And so now we're going to have our own Hunt, Lift, Eat team platform. Um, it's our oh, own cool. space where we can organize content, do videos. Every region will have their own group. Uh, there'll be the big group. So information and dissemination is going to be better. And uh, within the next month, we'll actually have our own application. So we'll have an app, the Hunt, Lift, Eat team app, which is going to be really oh, that's cool. sweet, man. Yeah, yeah so I'm joining at the right time, man. Yeah, like this is, it's been a, it's about to surge and uh, actually with, with what we're going to be able to offer. And that's, you know, because there is, and this is something I want to be very clear on is, is cause some people don't read, even though we tell them a hundred times, is there are dues, it's $25 a month or $250 a year, but where those dues go is to the improvement and to the growth of this team and the brand. Like inventory costs a ton of money. Um all this stuff costs a ton of money. And as we grow, that's, that's what you're basically, you're investing into the company and your return on that investment is the community and the value that we're trying to provide to you guys. And if you don't join, if you join this team and you don't participate, you don't come to the monthly seminars, you don't read the books, you don't communicate with people. If you don't do any of that stuff, you never show up to an event. You're just throwing your money down the drain. Like don't even come out. Like we want guys and gals that are going to be come in and be involved and take advantage of what we're trying to provide, the value, the lessons, the experts we bring in for these seminars, uh, the opportunities for you guys to, to contribute back. If you want to come on the podcast, you can, you know, you start off with tips episodes and kind of prove yourself there and that you can communicate well. And then you, know, you can even get on a big, big episode or you can write for the for our, our, the articles on the website. There's all sorts of opportunities for you guys to help hone your own skills before you go out and try to build your own thing. And we'll help with that too. We do entrepreneurship discussions. We talk about all sorts of stuff. So we try to provide a little bit of something for everybody. And it's not just limited in scope to hunting, lifting, and eating. It's a holistic approach to the person. We talk about finances. We talk about mindset. We talk about all sorts of stuff and all that. But yeah, brother, Rick, I'm, I'm stoked to have you on. It's uh, it's fitting you that too, you're the, the, the first one leading the charge here on the, the new run of team applications. Well, I appreciate it, man. Thank you guys for, uh, for considering me uh, and grilling me the way you have, man, and uh, literally just welcoming welcoming me in from the get go, man. It's uh, uh, I, good things to come, man. Is all I can keep thinking. Like this is just the start of a of who knows what, man. We got no idea what hangs in the balance from this, so I'm super excited. Yeah, we're stoked to have you, man. And uh, Rick, where can people go find find out about what you got going on on your side of things? Yeah, man, appreciate that. A little shameless plug here. So uh, southerngameandtackle.com, you can uh, find us there. Podcast is there. Our podcast is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, literally anywhere you podcast. Uh, we're on Instagram. I think our handle is southern underscore game underscore and underscore tackle. <laughs> I didn't create that one. Yeah, but I think that's it. And then for sure, projectsaviouroutdoors.org. Um, you can find out anything you want to there um, on the website. And you can even register um, or vol not volunteer, but nominate a participant. If you if you know anybody, if any of your listeners, um, you know, know anybody that's struggling, um, that's that's looking for a sense of uh, brotherhood, just help um, point them to projectsavioroutdoors.org or go fill out an application for them. We, uh, we read each and every one of those personally. We pray over them and we decide what we've got to do for that individual and we and you you won't go without hearing from somebody and be invited into to that brotherhood too. Um, so project savior.org um, is the website or uh, at project savior outdoors um, on, on Instagram. That's our, our, our biggest, uh, biggest platforms there. So yeah, check us out, check, check me out. Uh, if you want to check out Gator man, uh, Florida, Florida man, Mike, he is the blue collar brawler. Um, on Instagram, check him out. You will not, uh, you, there'll be no lack of in, entertainment if you follow that dude. So, uh, appreciate you letting me plug us there, Carter. Hell yeah. If you guys are interested in joining the team, head over to the Hunt, Lift, Eat website, huntlifteat.com. Go to the Our Team tab and then just kind of scroll through. Please read through everything. Understand what you're getting into. 
you know, that's kind of the first test. Are you going to actually do the reading? Are you going to come prepared to your interview, know what's up? But you can scroll down, you'll see apply here, apply now, whatever, and click that. It'll take you to the link. You're going to do like about, it's about seven, 10 minutes. Take some time, put some thought into the application because we actually do read every single one of those. And then please use an email that is attached to something you actually check because we'll, be, we'll send you the link in the scheduling for the pod, or podcast, excuse me, for your interview. And we'll kind of roll through it from there. So we'd love to have you guys. We also have our Hero Week uh, challenge signups live now. <laughs> we had some issues last week with uh, it's like really now they're, they're all fucked up. I'm assuming they're going to be fixed by the time this airs on Thursday. Fingers crossed. But uh, get signed up. $35 includes a t-shirt. All the proceeds go to Project Savior Outdoors. And we're also going to have a GoFundMe that's attached. The link will be dropped. Uh, we're setting that up right now. Have your family, friends pledge, you know, a little bit of cash, 10, 20, 30 bucks each, whatever, whatever they can afford, you know, on your GoFundMe as they can follow along on your journey and what you're doing and just support an awesome organization that's just getting started up and is going to do a lot of great things in the future. But as always, I appreciate the hell out of every single one of you guys. Thanks.